Make this Mother's Day a day she'll remember forever and ever. There isn't a better way to remember Mother on Mother's Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from Rapidly Rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s, with yours truly, Glenn Robison. On Island Radio, KISL Avalon, at 88.7 on your FM dial, and anywhere on the planet at KISLAvalon.com on your internet dial. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone, and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this week's show, Billy Thorburn and Vernon Geyer get birthday segments, we'll have some laughs, hear some regal songs, and stop and smell not just the roses, but a whole bunch of flowers. Last week, May 12th, marked the birth in 1900 in Walmer, Kent, England, of William Arthur Belmont Thorburn to William McNell Thorburn and Florence Agnes Sanger. Known throughout his life as Billy, his father was a church official, and he became organist at the Church of the Holy Trinity in Kensington at just nine years of age. He held this position for 11 years before serving in World War I in the Royal Flying Corps. After the war, he played piano with a band at the Regent Palace Hotel and worked with Jack Payne's orchestra in 1922 and 23. On June 10, 1923, he married Ivy Margaret Buckmaster in St. Mark's Church in London, and they had two children, son William and daughter Jean. Thorburn began broadcasting as Uncle Jazz on the BBC's wireless station 2LO, which led to his involvement with the Savoy Orpheans. His first recordings were made with a small group of members of the Orpheans billed as the Finney Tribe. Thorburn was with the Orpheans until 1928, when he joined Jay Wilbur's band and also worked with Sidney Kite. In 1936, he had his own band, playing at the Royal Bath Hotel in Bournemouth and recording as Billy Thorburn and his music. In 1937, organist Reginald Fort created a radio program featuring Billy's band called The Organ, The Dance Band, and Me, which became very popular, resulting in nearly 300 recordings over the next 15 years. Thorburn was heard regularly on radio, billed as radio's ace pianist, and the band also toured, sans pipe organ, featuring Billy playing piano, sometimes at breakneck speed with his signature rippling right hand and two and three octave arpeggios. 
The organ, the dance band, and me disbanded in 1953, and Billy retired from music in 1961. He and Ivy ran the Green Dragon Pub until his death on June 1, 1971, in Elstree, Hertfordshire, England. He had his first birthday segment a couple of years ago, but here are three more from Billy Thorburn. Thank you. 
each anniversary day. I shall bring you a token and say, I love you, my dear, more than ever. So here's the happy days, happy months, happy years. The organ, the dance band, and me made a number of records in the late 1930s, but there you have three from the early 40s, all on the Parlophone label, but with three different vocalists. We started with It Costs So Little, written by Alf Ritter, J. Lester Smith, and Horatio Nichols. Jimmy Massini sang that on November 3, 1942. Next, from March 8, 1941, I'm All Alone, But I'm Not Lonely. Manning Sherwin wrote the music, and Terry Devon sang the Tommy Connor lyrics. We finished the set with Happy Days, Happy Months, Happy Years, written by Frank Eaton and Noel Gay. The vocalist was Leslie Douglas on December 14, 1943. I'm Glenn Robison, and you and I are listening to Rapidly Rotating Records, bringing you vintage music to which you can't not tap your toes from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s. Normally, we celebrate birthdays on the day of or after the fact, but tomorrow, May 15th, will mark the birth in 1903 in Canadian Oklahoma of Vernon Edward Geyer to William Edwin Geyer and Laura Lillian Hutton. Vernon's father was an army officer, so a few years later in 1910, the family was living in North Sheridan, Wyoming, and by 1920 in San Antonio, Texas. I don't know how he came by his musical skills, but in 1923, Vernon was accompanying silent films at the Rivoli, San Antonio's finest little theater, on the Rivoli's $20,000 organ. On June 10, 1924, he married Ruby Barnhart, and their son William was born around 1926. In early 1931, Vernon was appointed chief organist at the RKO Majestic Theater in San Antonio, following his tenure at the Aztec Theater. In announcing the appearance of Vernon Geyer at the Arcadia Theater in Harlingen, Texas, an article in the January 12, 1937 edition of the Valley Morning Star News said, The electric organ is one of the newest innovations in musical instruments and is said to surpass the tone quality of the old-type organ through the addition of perfected amplification. In the 1940s, Vernon Geyer played at various clubs and cabarets around San Antonio, including the Tiffany Cocktail Lounge, and in the 1950s he was heard regularly on KTSA Radio, the CBS affiliate in San Antonio. He also formed the Vernon Geyer Recording and Piano Company in Austin, Texas, the exclusive dealer for Story and Clark pianos. Vernon Geyer died July 15, 1959, in San Mateo, California. Here's Vernon Geyer with the tune you should recognize. Thank you. 
have three records by Vernon Geyer, all played on the Hammond electric organ, all on the Bluebird label, and all recorded in San Antonio, Texas. We just heard Sweet Jenny Lee, written by Walter Donaldson from September 15, 1937. Before that, being heard on the show for the first time, Lullaby in Rhythm from October 28, 1938. That recording was also issued on the Montgomery Ward label, number M-7829. Back in 2018, we had a birthday segment for Edgar Sampson, and although I didn't play it then, I said that Edgar Sampson wrote Lullaby in Rhythm. Well, no he didn't. He arranged it when his own orchestra recorded it in 1956, but it was written by Walter Hirsch and Harry Revel. We started that little tribute to Vernon Geyer with Avalon, written by Vincent Rose and Al Jolson. Vernon Geyer was at the Hammond on April 5, 1938, but I don't know who played the piano or vibraphone. Now, I don't know about you, but after hearing those three Hammond organ records all in a row, I have a sudden urge to go roller skating. Ladies' choice, second couples, all skate. We've had a number of laughing segments on the show over the years, but I had a request for the record which starts off this trio of tunes not heard on the show before, in yet another laughing segment. Funny freaks, I tell you now, I laugh for weeks. I saw a man upon my soul, skinny as a string bean pole, and a lady there so big and fat, I'd hate to feed a gal like that. I laughed so hard, I nearly died. Yeah. <laughs> I got a stitch right in my side. <laughs> And a big baboon and another thing that made me laugh was an animal they called giraffe. His legs didn't seem too strong, but he had a neck about ten feet long. Wish my neck stretched up that high. I drink this mountain country dry. I laughed so hard I nearly died. <laughs> I got a pain right in my side. <laughs> Thank you. 
laughed so hard I nearly died. <laughs> I got a stitch right in my side. <laughs>
Well, if I can laugh and sing and shout, brother, so can you. <laughs> I'm laughing. See, I've got reasons to mope and pout. Well, if I can throw my chest way out, brother, so can you. I keep whining <laughs> Don't do that. about my silver lining. How's it going to help you? Where's it going to get you? Why let those cares upset you? <laughs> I'm laughing. Well, I still got nothing to laugh about. I can laugh Clown. and sing, Senate. dance and shout. Oh, brother, so can you. Brunswick studio band with Bunny Berrigan on trumpet, credited on the label of Perfect 15920 as Frank Luther and his orchestra, with I'm Laughing, written by Lou Brown and Jay Gorney. The vocal refrain was by the Frank Luther Trio, Luther, Zora Lehman, and Leonard Stokes. That was recorded March 30, 1934. Before that, the Waltz King, Wayne King, with You're Laughing at Me, written by Irving Berlin. On Victor 25506, recorded December 22, 1936, it wasn't sung by anyone, but Dick Powell sang it in the 1937 motion picture On the Avenue, which also starred Madeline Carroll. You heard Arthur Fields and or Fred Hall last week as Eddie Younger and his Mountaineers, but we started this set with definitely both Fields and Hall as Rex Cole's Mountaineers with their composition... I laughed so hard I nearly died. You may see it listed as I laughed so much I nearly died, but the correct title is I laughed so hard. Arthur Fields was the vocalist and Fred Hall played piano on Melatone M12036, recorded November 7, 1930. That was also issued in the UK, Australia, and Canada. Among the pair's other numerous pseudonyms were Arthur's Camp Boys, the Colt Brothers, and Sam Cole's Corn Huskers. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We're here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, FM 88.7 KISL Avalon, and KISLAvalon.com. You may have heard about a little event they had over in England last week, the coronation of King Charles III. 
So, with best wishes to Britain's first new monarch in 70 years, here's a set of rapidly rotating regal records. Crumble, fortunes tumble. Love and love alone is humble. Gather flowers while you may. Be that happy one. Smile up at the sun. You're king for a day. Gold will change you like Mephisto. Remember this though? Love makes you a Monte Cristo. A king for a day. Nobody he whimpered could call me a fussy man. 
I only want a little bit of butter for my bread. The queen said, there, there, and went to the dairymaid. The dairymaid said, there, there, and went to the shed. The cow said, there, there, I didn't really mean it. Here's milk for his porringer and butter for his bread. The queen took the butter and brought it to his majesty. The king said, butter, eh? And bounced out of bed. Nobody, he said, as he kissed her tenderly. Nobody, he said, as he slid down the banisters. My word. Nobody, my darling, could call me a fussy man. But I do like a little bit of butter to my bread. Court musicians strike up a merry tune. The king says, stop, this is not stately enough. Dressed in red, his eyes are looking everywhere, but he never turns his head. The royal standard waves above for everyone to see. The king is with his people, cause that's where he wants to be. The king is still in London, in London, in London. And he would be in London town if London Bridge was falling down. He's got a house in London. Yard, the soldiers of the king stand guard. Strike up the music, roll up the drums, and let all the trumpets play. Tell all the world we're facing the music. Here we all are, and here we all stay. The king is still in London, in London, in London. Like Mr. Jones and Mr. Brown, the king is still in London. Thank you. 
Carol Gibbons in the Savoy Hotel Orpheans with vocalist Sam Brown and The King is Still in London. That's from British Columbia FB-2593, recorded in London on March 4, 1941. The King is Still in London was written by Roma Campbell Hunter and Hugh Charles. The song was introduced to the U.S. on The Happy Gang, a lunchtime radio variety show heard on the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation from 1927 to 1959. Here's the opening of a Happy Gang broadcast. Before the King is Still in London was Frank Luther once again, this time with Buckingham Palace, one of 14 children's songs from the series When We Were Very Young, Winnie the Pooh and Christopher Robin songs. They were recorded by Victor on June 1, 1932, and issued on 7-inch discs, this one, side number 5, on Victor 223. The music was composed by Harold Fraser Simpson, and accompanying Frank Luther were Murray Kellner on violin, Frank Novak on clarinet, and William Wurgis on piano. We begin this kingly set with George Olson and his music and King for a Day. Ted Fiorito wrote the music, and George Olson himself sang the Joe Young and Sam M. Lewis lyrics. That was recorded July 19, 1928, and issued on Victor 21566. Have a particular song or artist you'd like to hear on Rapidly Rotating Records? Well, you can send your requests and your comments about the show by email to glenn at rapidlyrotatingrecords.com or send cards or letters to Post Office Box 145, Claremont, California, 91711. That's glenn, G-L-E-N-N, at rapidlyrotatingrecords.com or Post Office Box 145, Claremont, California, 91711. Over the years, we've had several segments and even entire shows based on the old saying, April showers bring May flowers. Well, that is certainly true here in Southern California this year. My wife's irises, planted last year, are producing some stunning blooms, as are the rest of the flowering plants in the backyard. But that, in and of itself, didn't bring about this segment. What did was a little day trip we took this past week to Carlsbad on the coast in North San Diego County to visit the Flower Fields, a working flower farm, tourist attraction, event venue, and retail flower shop. In the early 1920s, Luther Gage began growing ranunculus flowers, a member of the Buttercup family native to Asia Minor, next to Frank Frizee's vegetable farm around Oceanside. Frizee also started growing them, developing a burgeoning flower operation. Originally only in shades of red and yellow, through careful selection, Frizee's son Edwin was able to produce the flowers in 13 different colors, including a variegated variety. From March to May, each acre of the fields is a solid blanket of 200,000 blooms, and there are 55 acres for a total of over 2 million flowers. 
It's a spectacular sight, and we had a nice relaxing time, followed by a nice dinner in the area. So here's a set of rapidly rotating records about May flowers.
flowers to your friend while they are leaving. Sprinkle sunshine down like frailly passing day. You'll find the sweetest thing in life is giving. Kind words and thoughts the greatest thought of Cannot take the plate of roses. Fine pressing cannot take the plate of bread. A grain of gold in every heart reposes. We want the flowers now. We started this floriferous segment with the Hollywood Dance Orchestra, a Nathan Glantz pseudonym, In a Flowered Garden. Domino 3459 was recorded around February 3, 1925. In a Flowered Garden was followed by the John Bull London Orchestra and Moreland Flowers. That's on the John Bull record label, face number 40400. The English Record Company, the English Record Company, was formed in 1909 and had a unique sales model, wherein the records were sold directly to the public by door-to-door sales agents known as tally men. The client would sign up to buy a certain number of records per year and be loaned a gramophone, which would become theirs after fulfilling the contract. The last John Bull records were issued in September of 1913. I'm not positive, but after a little research, I'm going to guess that Moreland Flowers was composed by French violinist and composer Benjamin Louis-Paul Goddard, born in Paris in 1849. This flower segment was originally earlier in the show, 
But after listening to the last record in that set, I wanted to end the show with the message conveyed in We Want the Flowers Now. Send flowers to your friends while they are living. Country music singer Tanya Tucker wrote a song called Bring My Flowers Now with a similar message. Do you think maybe she heard We Want the Flowers Now and was inspired by it? Nah, probably not. That's from Edison Blue Amberol Cylinder 3443, dubbed from an unissued Edison disc, recorded on October 2, 1917. Byron Gay wrote the tune, and the words were written by Frank B. Silverwood, who also wrote the words to California's official state song, I Love You, California. I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. If you had even half as much fun as I did, then I had at least twice as much fun as you. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. (laughs) ¶¶